Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Up next on the show, we got a treat for you. Here is this week's interview. And we're here with One Up Gaming. Just me, David. It's... I don't know how to explain. It's just, you know, when you do like a hundred and odd episodes and you just automatically do a crappy little intro and then you always sort of say, and, you know, like one of your co-hosts sort of thing. Yeah. But when it's just me on my own, it's like, ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we've got a nice guest. So if you want to just introduce yourself and just say what you do, please. Yeah, I'm Del Green. I'm the developer behind the small indie studio, Green Game Studio. And my first title, Samfy, is going to be hitting Steam uh, today, the 18th of March. That's what I do. Right. And, I mean, from what I can gather off other people who release games on Steam, it's basically you try to get the release date for the Friday and hope your game stays on the new releases page long enough for people to see it over the weekend. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Friday was always... I, I wish I would have put more thought into it because I never considered that, actually. I always, I've just picked a Friday, to be honest. I didn't actually know about the new releases date, but that makes sense, so it's kind of good luck that I did. I was aiming to get it out on the 4th. I'd set the goal for the 4th a while back, but I've just finished writing a book and doing some stuff, and there were, um, there were a, a, a bit of a mess with that towards the end, and it pushed release back. So 18th of March isn't really what I wanted. For a while I'd planned for the beginning, but we can make the 18 work. Right. And so how many people actually helped develop the game? It's been just me. It's been just me for, well, I think we're going into the fifth year now, which is bizarre. It started, I, I started developing it when I didn't know how to program. I wanted to be a computer programmer. I wanted to be a games programmer. And I picked up, little game making tool game maker and I started using it has a drag and drop feature for those that don't know how to program so my first year of college I started doing that and trying to work my way around it and it's it it sort of just never went away as I got better I'd gradually replace the drag and drop with real code and and sort of four years later five years later we're going into it's ready to go on steam so it was just a um it was a first project that never went away. So, you say that you started off as like not knowing nothing about coding. Yeah. I mean, have you tried any of these newer like engines, like the Unity one and the Unreal? Yeah, I'm um I'm at university studying computer programming now. So most of the work I do now is in raw C plus plus and DirectX. It's quite a juxtaposition. So I'll be working on writing game engines in C++, and then I jump back to GameMaker, which in comparison is quite restrictive. And um, that's yeah, one of the biggest challenges of Samfy, isn't the programming of it. It's it's working with the tool to a certain extent, because when you're used to the flexibility of um, a, a bigger language like C++, and where you can do whatever you want, and then you get into GameMaker and you've got to work your way around doing things but yeah no game maker is um is is the tool i only really use it for samfy and some ludum dare stuff my um my other programming that i do day to day is is c plus plus because i mean the last time i tried game maker i think it was on windows oh god i think it wasn't compatible with like when it updated to Windows 7, so it might have been like XP or maybe earlier than that. Yeah. And I think it was the 3D game maker or something. Right. And it was very basic. It was just... It had its own little 3D game engine, and you just put your own like sprite graphics and stuff on and yeah. swapped things around, like a plug-in place sort of thing oh and there's a cat yeah. <laughs> it's found his it's found his way he'll probably just sit up there for a while yeah it's found it's found us yeah it's i've i've been using it for years i remember the first version i had i always remember it we'd gone and visited auntie and uncle somewhere 
and I needed something to do. And I think that was the one I found it, and it was it might I'd, it might not have even been called Game Maker when I started. Did it have another name? Yo Yo Game Maker? Or is it called Yo Yo Maker? I think. And I I started using it way way back then. And I remember I remember that yeah. Yeah. But I mean, have you tried? I think it's called Construct Two. No, I've seen it. I've seen a lot about it because it's very similar, isn't it? And there's like stencil, which are they're aimed at um, new programmers coming in that don't that don't really know a language. Because I believe in I believe in all of them, you can use drag and drop actions. Because that's that's where it started. If you don't know how to structure code and you don't know if else, then switch all that nonsense. Then you can drag and drop boxes that. Um, graphically represent what you're trying to do and then and every time I get lots of emails now I think this is one of the coolest things about what I do now is I get loads of emails from people asking for advice saying I want to get into programming I want to get into games programming I don't know where I start and I always fully recommend something like Game Maker because it gets you into it lets you understand program flow which is paramount but you don't have to get caught up on language and libraries and linking as you do in something like raw C++ and even Unity, which is a really, really nice tool. I've used that for a couple of years now with my university work. Even that can be a little bit daunting if you've never done anything. So I always recommend Game Maker, Stencil, Construct. I think those are great for people just getting into it. Yeah, because I've never done anything to do with, like, creating an actual game from scratch but I did have um, Construct 2 allows you to download the actual engine and have a play around before you actually buy the full thing Yeah. and a couple of hours of me tinkering around I managed to make a simple 2D platform sort of thing Yeah. with a cat that was animated when it walked and jumped around the screen so yeah. no, I think it's, great. it's great for that and the only problem I had was, as you say, with the having all the, like, on the side of the screen where all your actions. Yeah. Even though it was just, like, walk along or jump and this, that, the other. There was loads of stuff all down the side of the screen and yeah. I kind of lost track of where I was and how I, what w- was needed to change things. and Yeah. And I, I sort of gave up quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Way too hard for me, that. So, I mean, I think, and that's my problem. I've wrote thirteen chapters of a book, and I've sort of like given up. Like two or three years ago, just you just get bored, and I'll move on to something else. Yeah, I do a lot of video editing. I do a lot of sound editing. I do a lot of other bits and bobs. I just like to do bits and bobs, and then I just completely change what I'm doing and do something completely different. I was the same. I've done so many things over the years. I've picked up so many hobbies and put them down. And game making games was always the one that just wouldn't go away. It's always been the one that's there. I've always loved playing them. And and, and people, I people don't think of programming as at least people think when they think programming, they think hard logic, maths. But I just find it so creative. It's just you've, you've, there's, you you pose this problem and. The the goal is to find an elegant, simple solution, and I just I just find it so creative and and um just so enjoyable. Like it's it, it's hard, and it and especially when you move up to to like engine programming, it it's really difficult, and it takes you a long time to do simple things. But I just find it so creative and rewarding that making games is going to be. It'll be something I do for a while. So you said this game that you've basically releasing today on yeah. Steam, it's been in the works for five years, you say? Yeah, I started it. it I started it way back in the first year of college. I was at, I went to college to do mechanical engineering and um I was uh what's the best? I, I was being a been a bit of a fool um, in the workshop and I cut my hand and I had to go to hospital and have stitches and all that nonsense and it put me off that and one of my friends was in one of my friends from school went to college with me and I said oh I'll go to the class that you're doing 
and that happened to be programming. And I'd done programming, <laughs> I'd done programming before because I've been using GameMaker for a long time, but I never. It was um, at that point, it was sort of one of the things that I'd picked up and put down. And like I'd made, there's a game that I put out, um, kind of put out. There's like a demo available that I made in my holiday from school that were way before college. So it's certainly always been there, but it was never like a career. And then, yeah, I, one of my friends was in it. I said, I'll do what you do. He were in programming. And it was then that I started this project. So that was the first year of college. And now I'm, what, I'm, I'm three years into university now. So, yeah, five years. And it's, it's just always been there. And it's really fascinating because it's grown as I've grown as a programmer. So I will look at a system there will be a bit of the game now that needs some work and I will go back to look at the code and it's code that I may have wrote two, three years ago and it's so funny to see the level that I was at then. It's it's remarkable. Um, yeah, so five years it's been. It's, it feels crazy saying that. So I know it, five years doesn't seem a lot, but has would you say it's a lot easier now than it would have been even five years ago to get into at creating games yes a hundred a hundred thousand percent the there's there's no reason why you can't make a game anymore and there's no reason why you can't make a, a game that looks that's triple a quality like unreal 4 is and, and unity unity can i don't know if i don't know if the game's made represented but i know unity can almost match almost, if not totally match the fidelity of Unreal 4. But Unreal 4 makes such beautiful-looking games, and it's such a powerful tool. I'd, I'd love to make a game in Unreal 4. It, once I've done with this project in GameMaker, I will be moving on to the bigger engines. It's just, if I were to move Samfy out of GameMaker now, it would delay the project by one, two years. It's not an option at this point. Um, it's a great tool, but I've I've grown past that. So I can't wait to get into Unreal 4. And the fact that like Unreal 4, Unity um, are both free. You have open source libraries like um, SFML, which is really, really good, just an open source game kit, which I've, that's, I've just spent seven months with that for my book. So I've become quite familiar with that, and I really quite like that. And then you have the smaller ones like GameMaker and Stencil and Construct for the people that are just wanting to get into it. There's There's so many avenues to get into it now that there's... There's really nothing stopping anyone. There's no fees for for game engines. You get absolutely industry standard tools for free. It's just remarkable, and I can't wait to see where it goes moving on. It's only just going to get better and better. So I know when I looked into Construct, it basically said you had to pay like £80 for the product. Yeah. And then you could release it on any platform you wanted and you only had to pay them like a license fee if you sold more than like 2,000 copies or something like yeah. that. Is yours very similar to that kind of thing? Um, no, GameMaker, so that's a good point though. GameMaker has a free version and then GameMaker also has a paid version and I don't actually like the way GameMaker structure their pricing thing because it stings you in the ass and I've been stung in the ass because I've had to pay a lot of money for something that I don't believe I should have done. So I bought a lot. GameMaker's broken into modules. So if you want the ability to publish on iOS, then you have to buy the iOS publishing module, which is two or $300. If you want to publish on Android, you need that module. If you want to publish on HTML, you need that module. I think one of the ones they did, which I totally disagree with, is they built um, a better compiler because GameMaker is like a front-end scripting language called GML. And then in the back-end, I believe it, um, the compile it down to raw C++. And, and from my understanding of the OYO compiler is they built a way to make that better, which in my mind is just they're making the product better. But they then charged, what was the OYO compiler? I think about $300 again, two $300 again, to buy that module. So if you wanted the improvements that they'd made to their software, you had to buy it for $300, which at this point, I'm already like $1,000 in. And I just think, how can you charge so much for a for an upgrade, which is absolutely, it's not an add-on. You can, so GameMaker has 
a, a big package called the Master Collection, which is where you do get all the modules. But then if you read, if you read the, the fine print of the feature section, I believe you only get certain modules up to version 1.0. And then when those modules update, I believe you have to rebuy them. I could, this could have, could have changed because it's been a while since I looked at them. But I, but the, the, if you look, if you step back and look at the whole picture, I'm what, what am I probably in? Maybe $1,200 for the entire game maker suite. And then you get unreal for free. Yeah. And, And it's like, that's not, that's not right because one of those is significantly better than the other. And I understand that they have bills to pay. Like I'm running a business with greeny games. I'm not a fool. I understand that you have, that you have to make money. But I think um, nowadays the model of the model that they're using is outdated. You've got like Unreal where they do the good thing of it's free, and if you make over a certain amount of money, then you pay them royalties. I'm totally fine with that. I think that's fantastic because for those that want to dabble, it's there. You're, you're getting more people using your product, which is fantastic because that's what you want. And if you do get someone that has the capacity to make money with it, then you make money with it. And those that don't make money with it, it's like it's not really a problem because they're not getting a lot of things from it. They're not getting a whole bunch of stuff for free and making a load of money for free because they're not at the point where you're collecting rollers. I, I like the, I like the the model that because Unity does the same thing, I believe. I prefer that model a lot more to what Game Maker's running right now. But it's that's not to dish on Game Maker. It is re- it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite tools. I've used it for. Like I say, probably maybe like ten years since I first downloaded it. So it'll always it'll always have a spot on my taskbar. But I wish they'd update the way they did things. Yeah, I mean the the only thing I can think of is at Game Maker and all those other programs they were created for people who don't know how to program. Yeah. So I think they're hoping on people being a bit naive and like oh I'll just buy that for an extra little bit I'll buy that for an extra little bit and that's where they're making their money but with like Unreal they don't care about the small indie they want like a Gears of War sort of game that sells 17 million units so they can make loads of money on the royalties yeah yeah it's totally different because I mean to be fair you're not you don't get those you don't get that with Game Maker. You're not going to... Oh, rarely. There's exceptions. Obviously, you've got like, your Hotline Miami. I believe that's made in Game Maker. And how many has that sold? And there's a couple of others. Risk of Rain, I believe, is Game Maker. Um, there's a couple of exceptions to that where they've made a lot of money. But, yeah, because of the nature of the software, I, it would be really difficult for them to impose the, oh, it's free until you earn X amount of dollars, because 99.99999% of the games made in Game Maker, I imagine never make any money, because it's a very beginner it's a very beginner tool. So I, d- I do understand their position. It's just when you can get Unreal for free and you're having to spend $1,200 on Game Maker as someone that's going to do something, it, it doesn't... I don't know. Yeah, I know. So let's get to your game then. Yes. So where did you think of the name? The name is actually the nickname of of um an old friend in college. It was it's it's kind of like an an anti story. It's not it's not some big meaningful name. We were sat around in college once I'd, once it were a couple of years in and uh we were trying to come up with names for the game and my friend said, Oh, my mum calls me she she's called Samantha. She goes, My mum calls me Samphy and I really hate it. And I, and I said, right, well, I'm going to call it Samphy then. And it stuck. <laughs> it was sort of an accident. It just stuck. I put the version out on Desera, and then people started, it started gathering momentum, and the, na- the name was there. So it's, um, it was sort of accidentally named after it. And looking at the game, because unfortunately... Oh, God, I've just hit my own microphone. <laughs> looking at the game on the screenshots and videos... Um, I mean, unfortunately, I had to. I passed the the code off for one of our other reviewers to to play it through, and yeah, because I'll be honest, I've never played. I've got Terraria, but I've never played it. Yeah, I've got Minecraft twice, and I've never played it. Yeah, yeah. And 
for some reason that type of game isn't for me. Is your game in a similar vein to those? Yeah, yeah, very. And it's one of the things I love about it most and one of the worst things about it. To, everyone always says when they see something, they go, Terraria rip-off, and it's been the same the whole way through. And it is in, it is clearly inspired by Terraria. Terraria came out, when I first I first started playing Minecraft, loved it. Terraria came along, um, and I loved that. But these open-ended games, I, I love the fact that you can do what you want, but I would... But, I, I also think they're so big and there's so much to do that they sort of felt empty to, like when I was playing them. And like I would play Terraria and, and I would just feel a bit empty because you're in this huge world where where you sort of you can do whatever you want and it's the same in something, but it was always so big and and the focus was always on like fighting and spelunking and I loved I loved the format. I just it it was never right. It was never there. And um and when when I wanted to start programming one of the the project that turned out to be something, I thought, right, well, I really like this game. There's lots of things that I would change about it, but I'm not on the dev team. So if I want to play a game that's like this, I'm going to make it. So that's what I started doing. So it's, it is inspired by Terraria, totally. And it's just, it's all the things of the genre that I love, but all the things that I wanted to change and see in my old game. So it's it's smaller the the views these are like superficial things it's smaller the the view zoomed in more and it's all designed to be more intimate and and feel closer and feel like you have a a, a bigger impact on the world and the world's yours instead of being this tiny character in this gigantic world it's that's reined in a little bit and the focus is a lot a, a lot more on different things than terraria but it's it's difficult because as soon as anyone sees it, people just go Terraria clone and close it because and, and fair enough, it looks incredibly similar because I mean you've got two D world with blocks and a man running around. You're going to struggle to make it look too different because I'm not an artist. It's only me that works on the project, and I'm by no means an artist. I'm a programmer, so all art I do um, takes takes a long time to put together. So yeah, it's definitely inspired by Terraria. One of the things I love about it is I love the genre and I'm really, really happy that I'm going to be putting a title into it. But the worst thing is just the immediate backlash that comes about because it looks similar, which I find bizarre. Because, I mean, how many gun games do you have where you have a character running around with a gun and someone brings someone out and people don't scream and shout and throw stuff at you and shout Call of Duty or whatever the first shooter was, Doom. People don't shout Doom at you. That's probably not the first one. People will shout at me for that. But... um. Yeah, there's a lot of inherent backlash that comes with it. Yeah, it's one of those things that I guess people with these sort of games, because I think even now Minecraft's the most streamed game on Twitch. Oh, it's, Minecraft was just... I try explaining it to people that aren't into games and it was it's hard to... It's, it's hard to describe what Minecraft did. It was just, it took over the world. It's really hard to describe what it did. And it was and it was such a popular game in its genre. Did it invent the genre to a certain extent? It was such a popular game in the genre that it's now just defined by it. And the same by Terraria. It was, it was so, so popular that, it, that, that, that that is the genre. That it's like, it's abstract from features and it seems to be more on those, on those titles because every time people make a block game, no one will ever make a block game and, and it won't be compared to Minecraft. It won't happen because it's so, so popular and has so many players. So it's great that these games came along and created these genres and blew them up and got people talking and looking at them, but the downside of that is that now people are very protective over them. So if you try and bring something new into it, you've you've got a lot to prove. So... The game itself is out on the 18th, I think it it is, is. yeah, just in case people are wondering, and because this should go up this Sunday. Right. So a couple of days, I think, it's Friday, isn't it? Yeah. I'm out of it, right? (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a rough idea of the price and things like that? Yeah, I've got the price set, so I'm... um... 
one of the things that always bothers me about games is that they're expensive. And I can understand AAA developers, we're not talking about DLC and season passes here because we'll be here for years because I will rant, but I understand developers spending years on a game with a thousand people and charging £40 for it. Totally fine because it costs so many tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars to make. You're not making money back. Totally happy with paying £40 for a game. I'm not happy paying £10 for a um, top hat in the game, but I'm happy paying £40 for the game. But it, it annoys me when... I mean, it's people can do what they want, but if you have a two-person dev team and you've you've not put so much into a game and you're charging £50 for it, you've, you've got to be able to justify that because there's games that I see that are... That are, char- that are priced way more expensive than they should be. So I've I've just looked at how much um, Sanfi's, how much it's taken to make it and everything, and, and I just it needs to be on the cheaper end of the spectrum, and especially when it's it's going to be competing with games like Terraria that are now six pound ninety nine because they've been out a long time. So um, it's kind of it kind of limits how you can price it. Because if I there's games that are similar to Terraria come out and cost £15 and there's games out like that but why would you buy that when to when the I was going to say the real thing is um is £6.99 so it doesn't make sense so Samf is £3.99 because it's nice cheap I understand people don't have a lot of money to play games because like there's loads of games I wish I could buy but I'm a broke student so I can't um, so £3.99 when it comes out £4.99 and I think that is a I think it's a it's a fair price. I don't I'm, I don't want to come out charging fifteen pounds because it's it just don't make sense to me. I think it it's a nice cheap game to pick up. It means it's accessible for more players because that's the thing that I want to make. It's 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 not about making money. It's about um, interaction with the community. So the the more people are involved in the project, the better it's going to be. And then when it comes out, it's got a 10% launch discount as well, which knocks it down to more like £3.50 for the first week, which, I mean, some apps cost more than that. So do you think you could maybe in the future convert this over to, like, the the iPhone and things like that, like Terraria uh, was? Technically speaking, yes, because GameMaker can export. There's... um. There's a lot of work to be done in the user interface of a game like this because I always played ter- I played Terraria on my iPad a little bit and I hated it and I never picked it up again and I didn't like how it was done. So technically speaking, totally fine. User interface, user experience speaking, more of a challenge. But um, it all depends on the reception. If it gets a good reception and people are playing it and want it on whatever platform, because it will definitely be coming to Mac and Linux. Those will happen this there's just a little bit of tweaking that needs to happen in, in Game Maker to export to those. So they'll be coming really soon. But yeah, if the demand is there, I will certainly try to put it on some mobile platforms. Because I, I was just thinking, I know I interviewed someone a few weeks ago now. I don't want to name any names, but like we were talking about the price of his game. Yeah. And basically, he's it's a single team, single person making the game. Mm. It is in Unity, and it's a, a full 3D sort of puzzle platformer. Yeah. But it's more of a like a tiny enclosed area. Yeah. Where you got to try and walk around and solve the, the puzzle. and Yeah. And it's meant to be like a dreamscape, so your main character's got no texture. It's just like a complete white marshmallow man. All right. And the background's very low detail, and there's no detail in the in the you know the sky and stuff. It's all like it's clouds. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking, and I said, "So, are you thinking about seven to ten dollars for the price?" Yeah. And he was like, "No, we're thinking more like twenty five, thirty dollars." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Jesus!" <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's people. I I I understand because you put you put your heart and soul into it for years and. And you, you're gonna think it's it's worth its weight in gold, but at the at the end of the day, put the put the um, biased developer brain aside, and look, like from a business standpoint, you're making a product and you're selling it to the consumer, and there's there's why do you need, why why does it need to cost twenty five dollars? If because you, you haven't paid for it, you won't have paid for the software. Um, it's just you. So you, I mean, unless you're a full time indie developer, I, I'm in quite a good position. 
where um, I'm still living at home because I'm a university student. I've got understanding parents that don't make me pay bills, thankfully. So I'm in, I'm in a good position there, and I know not everyone is in that position, but I think people see green when they see steam and think, right, um, I'm going to buy a beach house in Miami when I'm finished this, so let's let's charge $25 when actually, like I say, it should be more around 7 Because I mean, at the end of the day, um, I'm, like, I'm a gamer as well. Like I, I pl- played lots of games when I can find the time, so... Um, it's the interest of both parties in it. You don't want to dick your customers over by charging so much money. And there's so many great games out there that cost not as much. So that is also a thing. With Steam is great because it's it's put so many games out and there's so many available. But you can buy like fantastic games now for a tenner. So you can't be charging twenty five thirty for something that's subpar. It's got to you've got to be able to justify it. Yeah, because I mean, I also chatted with the developers that did the, oh god, what the hell was it? Some dinosaur first-person shooter, Orion or something? Oh, the um, Ark, is it? No, no, it's... Ark, that's the only... It's a lot more indie than that, it was a good couple of years ago. Um, They released it for, I think it's an online-only sort of game. Right. And I think they released it... For like ten or fifteen dollars, yeah. And they said it was basically dead on arrival. Yeah, it just didn't sell. And then they said for a joke one day they just dropped it down to a dollar. Yeah. On the Steam sale. Yeah. And it shot up like a thousand percent, like sales wise. So they just kept it at a dollar. Yeah. And they said now they've actually making enough money to make sequels to the game just because it's selling that well. Yeah, that's it. You need you need the customers there. You need people to play it, and people. And I think it's I think it's a bit different now with Steam refunds because you can't the the power's back in the in the consumers' hands now, which is real. I'm so happy Steam did refunds. So so before refunds, if you took a chance on a game, that was it. If it was not good, that like that was done. So I think this is to a lesser extent now that you can have refunds, but people don't want to take... I I wouldn't want to throw 20 quid at a game in the hope that I like it when it's a bit obscure and weird. Like You want to get people on your side and you want to make it accessible to all and and the bottom line of that a lot of time is price. People... Money's tight, isn't it? Everyone's skin. I, so. <laughs> I mean... I know what you're saying because I, I actually bought, I think it was like a Ferrari game made by the same team who did one of the Need for Speed games. Right. Uh, is it Slightly Mad Studios? All right, I'm not sure. And But they released a, a properly licensed Ferrari driving game. Yeah. And it was only available on PlayStation 3 and PC. Right. And I had the 360 at the time, so and I really wanted it because I love racing games. Yeah. So I thought I'd buy it on Steam. So I bought it for like twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. And literally about a week after that, I upgraded my PC to a brand new graphics card. Yeah. And it's not compatible with that game. Right. So it's... And I've got a few games, like a Formula 1 management game. It just has big oh, error what? messages coming up saying, like, screen resolution too high, you need to drop it all down for it to work. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Yeah. And you think it just... Automatically. I mean, I remember in like even in Windows ninety five, you double click on the icon, yeah. and the whole resolution would just change automatically for the game. Yeah. Whereas now it seems, I think it's all getting a bit too complex. That's yeah. That's one of the things I quite like about Game Maker actually is that I that's I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> game Maker sorts compatibility, and they they have a lot of people that make sure it works, which is nice. And now once you start getting into coding games from scratch oh my god um, compatibility it must just be a nightmare especially on a, a like I, mean, I can understand on a closed console you make the game and it works so it should in theory work on every console yeah but a PC there's that many different components within oh god, each PC the, the amount of oh, the amount of variation in computers is crazy we have the problem just at university doing as part of the university i've got some videos on my youtube channel is making a game engine and that and it you can work on five different 
PCs in the university and it will work differently on each of them. And then you get into the problem of different hardware runs at different speeds and that's why some games um, are like locked at 60 and some games, if you unlock the frame rate, the gameplay goes crazy. There were a racing game that had that one. Was that a Need for Speed game? Where if you unlock the frame rate, the gameplay went crazy because gameplay logic and frame rate were tied. You get into so many issues when you get into programming to that level. That fun's to come yet. I know the I've played around with some like really early like say like ninety five, ninety six sort of released games. Yeah. Get them to run on a modern PC. And if they're not locked frame rate wise, yeah. It's just like a thousand frames per second just like yeah. it's in fast forward, just I think, because it's it thought that was pushing the machine as hard as it could, but yeah. nowadays it just runs so much faster because it just doesn't they know used, what the I think going they on. used to be programmed with specific cl- um, processor speeds in mind. So, like when we when I started at university, I had that problem where I made a little game and I had no intelligent engine, and it would run as fast as the computer you're on would allow it. So it would run. Okay at home, because I have an okay PC, it's not brilliant. So it would run okay at home. I would take it to the universities on their beast machines and it would run so fast. And it's a, you can get around it by being clever in your engine. You take logic and framework away from one another. But certainly in the older games, I believe they used to be programmed for certain clock speeds in mind. And it's, it's quite funny when you see them running on a modern machine and you see Pac-Man going around 10,000 miles an hour. You should maybe think about doing something like that, like create like a like an F Zero type racing game. Yeah. And it's it gets faster the better your PC is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hardware is a challenge as well. Yeah. That'd be pretty that'd be insane. So I know you've been sending a few like review codes out for people. Yeah. What sort of feedback have you been getting? Um unless people are lying to me, it's been almost unanimously good we've had and there's a really really common theme problem throughout it is that that everyone goes i really like it but how do i do this and that is a total downfall on my part and it's if once you've been sat like i've developed i'm obviously the only one developing something so i've put everything in that i find incredibly intuitive so the crafting menu for example you press e you jump up your crafting menu and you put everything in the crafting bin and it has a little box that shows everything that you can craft and you use a mouse wheel to scroll through the possible re- recipes. So that felt really, really self-intuitive to me for some reason. I must have played a game when I was younger or something, but that felt really, really natural. So I didn't put, I, I put together a little game guide going over the basics. I didn't put that in there because to me, I thought it was just a given. But that's because I've been sat at it this close for like four years. So I don't see the cracks in it. I don't see the rough edges. I don't see the bits that aren't self-intuitive. So people have been really, really liking it. But people have been going, oh, I don't know how to do this. So originally this week, um, I was going to get multiplayer done. And it was going to launch with multiplayer in it. And multiplayer is 98% done. There's a couple of little issues that need fixing. But that will be coming really, really soon. But it was really clear that people needed some kind of tutorial before multiplayer and it needed to be clearer what can be done so I spent this week just building a little tool tip system um, which explains items more and gives you a bit more of a point, it shows you how to use things but yeah the feedback's been been really good so far, people which is great because it's so early, it's the first early access release so if people came, people are saying it's really good, it's got room to grow then that's all I could wish for so I'm, re- I'm really happy with the feedback I've got so far and it must be very hard on, as you say, you've been with the game for five years to actually put it out and for people to actually see the game and to have their opinions, which, and a lot of people, as you said before, they were all pitchforks saying Terraria knockoff. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? It's like you've put your yeah. heart and soul in for five years and then... Hopefully they will play it and w- and find that it is a really good, yeah, good game. But it is. It's. I, it was. I got used to it when it because it's been on Desera for like a year before the Desera fiasco. Um, 
and I got used to it there because it was said a lot. And then it went to Steam Greenlight, and then it, and then it wasn't really said a lot. That was pretty crazy. There were a lot of people shouting at me for that, but you get used to it. If you put something out there, people are going to shout at you. So it's, it's fine. I've got used to it. But um, it, it is, and it's. I don't think I'll ever be at the point where if someone says something bad about it, it won't bother you. Because people say, oh, people can say all that want it, don't bother me. Well, I mean, it does me, because, I mean, I've spent a lot of time on it, and I want people to like it. So, so one of my friends sent me a tweet yesterday saying, Samfy was mentioned on the Co-Optional podcast, TB and Dodger. And I've watched that for for years, and Total Biscuit is like a gaming hero. And um there was they were going through the podcast at their upcomings and Dodger goes, oh, there's a game coming out called Samfy. And she spelled it out on TV, looked at it. And he goes, Samfy, hear him typing. And he looked at a screenshot and he just goes, oh, this is a, oh my God, this is a Terraria clone. Oh, and then closed it. And it's like, that's a bit disheartening because I want to like go, no, TV, listen, this is what I have planned. But that's the problem is that Samfy to me is bigger than what it is. So I see Samfy as where it's going to be three years down the line and no one else sees that, and you forget that. So I will put out a really simple screenshot, and I will look at it through my developer eyes, and where there's a blank sky, for example, I will see all the really nice detailed background art that I will be adding, and I sort of see that to a certain extent, because that's where it's going to go. And and you sort of, I look at it through these rose-tinted glasses that are looking three years down the line, and and you, you forget sometimes that other people don't see that. They're going to take it at face value, which right now, taking it at face value and saying it's a clone, I'm, I'm, I can't really argue with it. I can't really argue with it. It's still a bit disheartening, but I suppose as a developer, it's not my job to bitch and moan at people because it's, it's fair enough. It's my job to actually make a good game and make people go, no, go back and take another look. It's different. So it's it's disheartening, but it's also fuel on the fire, and it's it's raring to go. And it's like, no, I will, I will show you that it's going to be something different. So, how many players are you trying to get in for the multi multiplayer sort of aspect? I have no idea. It's the prospect of testing multiplayer has always been incredibly difficult because I'm like a one person team, so I don't I don't even have other people to test it with. I have friends that I can test it with, but getting everyone together to test things is really difficult and what works for some doesn't work for others. So it's really it's really hard and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I think I might... Samf is set up on Steam with two branches. You can set up a default and a beta branch, like a stable and unstable build. I think what I'm going to do is push multiplayer to an unstable build as soon as I can. And then it will leave the stable build alone and won't mess with that. But those that want to test multiplayer and try it, it's there for them. And I think I think that's the way I'm going to do it. So as many as want to come on. Because the server client, I get asked questions a lot about how the server client works. One of the things I really wanted to do was create a, a really easy multiplayer experience where you don't need to know about messing with command lines. You don't need to know anything. It's a Windows application that you launch as a really nice UI. Everything has a button to do. Everything's dead simple. And and it runs through Hamachi in the same way similar games work. So it, it works like that. Um, so I think I'm just going to push it to an unstable channel as, as fast as I can and we'll let as many people go for it. Because it won't fail under load because everyone runs their own multiplier client. So I don't have server load issues to worry about. Yeah, I think that's probably the easiest solution. Mm. Let the yeah, players definitely. who want to play it, let them all jump on and try to break it. Yeah, yeah, and they will. Oh, my God, they will. <laughs> I, I will, I will code, finish working on a build of it, and I'll be like, right, this is solid. There's not one bug, and the first person that runs it will, will do something daft that I never even imagined. Go, oh, what happens if I... Uh, drown the dog and then pour sand on him. And I'm like, I have no idea. I've never done that. But you have and it's broke it, so thank you. Yeah. So, do you have a rough sort of idea when there might be, when you might update it to the multiplayer build? Yeah, only like a week or two after launch. Providing there's not loads of bugs. If it launches and it falls over, it shouldn't, because the build that's going out is the build the press has, and they only found a couple of bugs which are fixed. So it shouldn't fall over, but fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah, like I say, the multiplier client is on, is 
it, it essentially works. I can connect two clients together and play them. It's little things like what happens if the connected client, because if you disconnect, uh, you press leave game, it sends a nice little message to the server saying you've left, the server does its stuff and removes you. What happens if that PC crashes and it can never send that message, then the server doesn't know that the player's disconnected and it causes problems. So there's those little things that are left to do. But by and large, the mechanics of how the server works is all there. And and I, I did a multiplayer test and I posted it on YouTube like a year ago. So the multiplayer client, the the multiplayer server, and all the game that's going to be shipping on today, I'm going to say on Friday today, <laughs> contains all the multiplayer code. It's all in there. It's just the button's turned off for now. It, there's just a couple little things I need to fix on the server. So it will only be, a, it will literally, it will be a week or two. It's just, it's not strong enough to release with. Because if people got it and it kept falling over, I'd be really annoyed that I hadn't taken an extra week or two to get it right. So that's what I chose to do. Yeah, that's totally understandable because if, God forbid, it come out and then people were literally breaking it minutes after playing it, yeah, then it'll just get, with the internet the way it is now, you know, yeah. it'd just be, like, you know, people just wouldn't touch it. No, it would just get downvoted to oblivion and Steam refunds would have a field there. It would just, you can't, you can't do that anymore. You can't release a bad game and people are stuck with it because... Steam a pro consumer, it seems, and they're canny about it, and they allowed you to do refunds. And like Reddit, and you can't, you can't hide, <laughs> you can't hide anymore. If you you can't hide, everything you do is out there, and people are going to talk about it. Um, so just do it right. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait until it's ready. So after this game is released, do you have any ideas of what you'll be moving on to next? Yeah, um, I've. I'm going to do. I'm at the university now, and I'm, I'm I'm actually on a year off to work on this sort of stuff full time. I've got a couple of other projects like the book, but I'm going to do my PhD once I've done this. So in terms of big games, probably nothing because it's going to be quite busy with my PhD. I'm going. We've got an idea for um, making a wrapper for DirectX for educational use. That's going to be one of my projects, but. I've I've taken part in Ludum Dare for like Ludum Dare is it pronounced the game competition that runs three times a year, and it's like um you have forty eight hours to make a game, and I've and it's on yeah it's on three times a year and I've done it for the past three years I think, and a couple of those games I was really pleased with and I had really really great feedback, and I would like to spend like six months on each turning each into like an app because the good game ideas and if one runs away with me and becomes a full game, then so be it. But I think the plan after Samfy is to do a couple, is to turn a couple of those games into apps. The, the, like, they might even end up being free. They won't be like £10 apps, and 99p things, but they might even be free. I just, I'm not done with those. And then I've always, I, my favourite genre ever is ARPG. I love like Diablo, Torchlight. I think they're fantastic. They're just, I love, I, they're just my favourite genre. I love the whole looting, killing, exploring. I love it. So um, I, I, I always want to make one of those games. That's on the list. And I have I know some really, really talented people at university that want to do it as well. So I don't know if there's any room for something to happen there. But yeah, immediate plans after this is actually a PhD and, and a couple of apps. Sounds good. So... Yeah. If you just want to tell people where they can get the game, any Twitters or emails where they can contact you, things like that. Yeah, so the game's available just on Steam. Just um, Google Samfy. The only store it's on is Steam right now because a couple of places don't like early access. So Steam's where it is for now. Um, I have two Twitters, uh, at Greeny underscore games. That's my main game account. And then for Samfy stuff, I think it's at Samfy game. I think that's the Twitter handle. And... um, yeah, one of the things I really want to be clear on is that I want to have open conversation with people. So if people want to contact me about anything, I will respond. So I have, if you go to greenygames.com, I have all my websites listed there. And if you fire me an email, I usually respond in a couple of hours because I'm always at my PC. And on the Steam forum, on the Steam discussions for Samfy, if you leave a comment, it will get answered. Um, so that's where it's out. It's out today. Friday, so if this comes out on Sunday, it should it should be out. So go check it out. 
So I will wish you all the very best in the coming, I guess, the, the coming couple of weeks where you'll find out how it's really done. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully the multiplayer gets added and all the new updates and fixes get done and you become a multi-millionaire. I'm not sure about that, but um, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Matt. Thank Thanks. you. Do you like free things? Yeah, we all like free things. Yeah, I like it when it's free. Uh, what, what was that? Uh, anyway, as I was saying, you should check out Reward Room for iOS today answer questions, and earn real-world cash towards products you love. And best of all, it's free. Check out rewardroom.com or download it today on your iPhone. Yeah, I like it when they're free. I like it when it's really free. Uh, Excuse me, who are you and why are you in my recording booth? Because I like free stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, you should probably... Yeah, anyway, if you don't mind, check out Reward Room for iOS today. And um, the sooner you do, the sooner maybe this guy will probably leave. Are you touching me? Mmm, free. Um, help? K&N replacement air filters are designed to increase horsepower, improve vehicle performance, and provide excellent engine protection for the life of your car, truck, or motorcycle. More airflow can result in crisper throttle response and more torque throughout the engine RPM range. K&N air filters are made from multiple layers of oiled cotton filter media that not only provide superior airflow, but also excellent filtration to help ensure long engine life. K&N air filters for street vehicles are easy to install, and they come with a worry-free K&N million-mile limited warranty. Stop buying cheap throwaway paper air filters again and again. Go to knfilters.com and get a great deal on a K&N replacement air filter with free shipping. And don't forget... K&N air filters are made from quality materials in Riverside, California, the United States of America. Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great... If you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but... With your support, we can always move forward and always be better.